Hey everyone, this is Pastor Andrew, and this is our podcast, The 317 with Grace Students. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love for you to share this with your friends, but we hope that during the podcast today, you have somewhat of a recap from our message, and also you feel inspired to continue to make a difference and live boldly in your faith. Enjoy our podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? This is the 317 with Grace Students. This is Pastor Andrew. And I'm Andrew Cox. We're super pumped. This is our very first podcast that Ooh. we are launching. Yeah, man. And um, I don't know about you, but I'm super excited. This is going to be so good, man. Yeah. Yeah. So each week, what we're going to do is we'll take a moment to share a podcast with you, just thoughts from our previous message. We'll talk about other things that are coming up as well. And then we'll also, every now and then, have some special guests with us uh, as well. So it should be pretty great. We're super pumped um, for this opportunity. So I uh, hope you guys listen in. I hope you share it as well. Yes, please do. So this morning, um, Andrew actually showed me the uh, brand new John Christ video. It was um, it was bring your date to church. Yeah, bring your date to church. I don't know if you yeah. guys have seen that, but man, that'd be it's pretty funny. Absolutely. Huh? I remember like growing up as a little kid, like Tim Hawkins was the funny Christian comedian everybody <laughs> knew about. So when John Chris became famous, I was like, holy cow, this dude is super funny because I'm a jokester myself. I like to laugh, but I think all probably 99.9% of his stuff is hilarious, but he's been on a roll lately. Like he just dropped this video about bringing your date to church and the one before was a celebrity like pastor draft and I was cracking up man because like pastor Andy Stanley's son was involved and man, it was hilarious which I did that draft too and actually you were my first pick so yeah I was like pastor Andrew McGuire with the first pick oh, gosh. <laughs> that's funny um yeah so if you guys don't know who John Christ is man you got to check him out he's, oh, all he's over hilarious YouTube. he's all over Instagram give him a yeah. follow um pretty awesome maybe he'll sponsor our podcast one day I hope so <laughs> so um this past sunday was a pretty phenomenal oh, night it was awesome but it was coming off one of our i think it was personally our one of our greatest series oh that yeah for done. sure yeah um, it was at the movies and man god did some incredible things we have man. a few numbers that actually i'm gonna have andrew share with you kind of what god did throughout that series absolutely so the first number we had 80 first time students show up man that's insane for four weeks all four weeks 80 first time students that's incredible and to follow that we had 19 students who became followers of jesus as a result of the four weeks of at the movies which praise god for that like heaven's bumping right now yeah that's um, a huge kudos to you guys for inviting oh, your friends, absolutely bringing your friends it just shows that you understand that um church isn't for us it's for it's for the lost it's for broken right. it's for hurting Man, people so, so good huge applause to you guys for that yeah and then this one was huge we had 608 students in like total that attended at that's the movies, six hundred and eight. <laughs> like, wow, man, that's that's insane. That's phenomenal. That's unreal. And then the last number we had, so we're averaging, we averaged twenty first-time students per week. Wow. I mean, every week we post on our Instagram page a student. Uh, or a picture, excuse me, of the first time students room, what that VIP area looks like. And it's wall to wall every week, averaging 20 per week. And then we've got leaders in there. We got the people who invited the first time students. It's like, man, it's, it's pretty full in there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, 
it's such a fun atmosphere to just being able to meet a bunch of, you know, first time students, students who have never been to Gurry students before. Um, and it's, it's pretty great environment. Um, yeah. And I think these numbers are basically just giving you a, a brief snapshot of the impact that house party has already had on grace students. Uh, I mean, you just hit on it just now talking about the importance of inviting our friends, making sure sure. that they're connected and part of the family of God as well. Um, house party, we've not been doing it very long, but we're already seeing results from it, man. That's so, so good. It's an important part of the vision who we are as grace students. Yeah. We're just now starting our second month in house party and, um, it's, been pretty effective how we've seen tribes grow um, oh, for sure and, and the way our leaders have you know engaged with students but also um, you guys the students for you know as well as as we've talked about earlier just inviting your friends house party has grown and because of that we're seeing tribes grow we're seeing yeah. um, you know an effective outreach um, not just here in the four walls of grace but also even outside into the community absolutely God's showing up it's so God's exciting community. man yeah yeah so hey we want to take a moment just to um talk about our our past sunday service we kicked off a brand new series uh called the greatest yeah and um i thought it was a pretty phenomenal night coming off of at the movies right just learning you know the importance of our faith and you know what our faith means what our faith looks like and so um we opened it up this past Sunday with, with the greatest. Right. So you were talking about the the thought that kept coming around as you were preaching was the idea. Um, it is a simple, it was like a simple yet profound statement. You're mm-hmm. really good about that when you preach is you'll say something that's super simple, but then it's like people's minds are blown. And all you simply said was God is for you. And that was mm-hmm. the thought that kept coming around as you were preaching. Um, that's something I've heard that phrase over and over again, growing up in church my whole life. But, uh, I've also, I've often asked myself as well as I'm sure others have who are listening to this, what exactly does it mean to be for something more specifically? What does it mean that God is for me? Like, what does that mean exactly? Yeah. Well, kind of how the way we tied it on Sunday night, being for something is essentially thinking that, that you believe that that is the greatest. So, you know, we, we talked about how we have those goat conversations, right? Like the greatest of all time. Right. And so like whether you believe that's Michael Jordan or whether you believe for some reason that that's LeBron James or, you know, you think uh, Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. Or, or Drew Peyton Brees Manning, just or, breaking yeah. those records, man. Yeah, Drew yeah. Brees just passed Peyton Manning for all time. Um most yards thrown in the yeah. NFL. And he possibly could break the touchdown record too. He right. and Tom Brady. It's wow. Yeah. Yeah, so we talked about what does it mean to be the greatest, the GOAT. You have those debates, right? And and But at the same time, it's the things that you're for mean the greatest to you. And yeah. so whenever we talk about that God is for you, um, basically saying that, look, God believes that you're awesome. That, and that's why he sent his son, because he believed that there's, he, there's value in you. That's why he created you, that, that you're his greatest creation. And so God being for you, it should help us understand that in every situation in life, God, God is for you. He's fighting yeah, for you. He so wants the, the best for you. He has the greatest plan for you. Yeah, that's so encouraging, man. Another thing you kept saying was God is a for God and not an against God. 
why do so many of us, I, I know I'm, I'm often guilty as this, I can relate to this. Why do so many of us often believe or feel as if God is against us rather than for us? Like you're preaching God is for you, but yet I don't always feel like he's for me. Sometimes I feel like he's really against me. Why, why do so many of, of us feel that way often? Yeah, no, that's a phenomenal question. Um, and, and I know many of us have felt that way before. If I'm being honest, there's moments I feel like <laughs> I've felt like that God isn't against God. And I think it yeah. all comes down to the fact that some, so much of the time we focus on the things that we can't do as a Christian. Right. And so it gives us the mindset, oh, well, if I can't do that, then God, you know, God obviously doesn't like that. And it, it makes me feel like he's against me. Whereas if we would shift our mindset to understand that, hey, here's our... The, this is what we get to do as a follower right. of Jesus. Then we understand that, hey, God is actually for for us. Right, yeah, that perspective. Because, I mean, our cult, people in our culture often view God as a, okay, well, God doesn't like A, B, C, X, Y, Z. Um, I think that often creeps up in the lives of our lives as followers of Jesus where, yeah, we have a relationship with God. We're following Jesus. We get to serve. We have all these benefits and blessings of being part of the family of God. Yet we often think like, oh, I can't do this. Or if I cross the line here, like God is totally going to be against me because he's against this. But man, that perspective you just shared hits it right home. Like, you know, God is for us. God likes us. God loves us. He wants to see us succeed. He wants us to fulfill the purpose that he's ordained on our lives. Right. Well, I, I think a practical way is, a lot of times, you know, being in school, hanging out with our friends, whether we're on the sports team or, you know, we're in band or whatever that looks like, there's moments where we have temptation to make a choice that it doesn't honor God. Maybe that's, you know, going to the party that we know we shouldn't be a part of or hanging out with a friend group that we know we shouldn't be with. And it can give us that thought of, well, God must be against me. But I think we as followers of Jesus have to learn that just because we know it's not right doesn't mean that God is against us. It means that God even more so is for us because he oh, has a better absolutely. intention and plan for our life. And so whenever we get caught up in those moments of, of a bad decision or, or, or falling into temptation, we begin to beat ourselves up. But the truth is, is that God has a greater plan than what we're choosing in our lifestyle. Man, and so if we so could good. understand that, that, God is ultimately for us. It would help us understand that, no, he's not against us. And his best plans for our life are, are the greatest choices that we can make. Man, that's so true. Very powerful. Uh, you, you briefly just summarized a really big part of your sermon. You talked about that the things we're for are often the things we like. Um, you know, same case with God. Um, the things that we consider to be the greatest. Uh, we talked about who or what is the greatest, the GOAT conversation. Um we often we talked about why do we or that you asked this question uh, when you preached and it really resonated with me made me do a lot of deep soul searching. You said why do we often feel like the greatest thing to God is that we don't do the things that He's against or isn't for? And you briefly just hit on that. Um, but you read from Matthew chapter twenty two verses thirty four through forty where a uh, man came to Jesus and he asked him what the greatest commandment was. And you talked about how in that during that time there were six hundred and thirteen commandments. It's like they kept adding laws, making it making people more susceptible to break the law, to be guilty of the law. Um, so this man comes to Jesus and he says, Jesus, you got six hundred and thirteen choices. 
or 1613 things to do to keep up with which one of these is the greatest trying to trick jesus uh big mistake there obviously because <laughs> jesus be that right because jesus is the goat um how jesus went on to say though uh the greatest commandment was simply to love god as much as we can yeah. um however he put a twist on it and totally mm-hmm. threw this man for a loop because he went on to say the second commandment is equally important to the first one. There's two goats, which oh, you were preaching. That's how you referred it to. There are two goats, which if you, somebody like me, dude, it's like, I'm a big football fan. Seeing all these ties in the NFL is driving me insane. I'm <laughs> like, there's crazy. gotta be a winner. There's gotta be a loser. Yeah, there has to be a first place. Right. Please do. It's driving me insane, man. It's every level of sports. I'm like, there's gotta be a first place. There's gotta be a second place, a winner right. and a loser. But Jesus is saying the second commandment is equally important to the first one. The first one is to love God as much as we can. The second one, equally important, is to love other people in the same way that we love ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's such great insight to know that, um, man, Jesus, he, the way he did things, was it was different. And we talked yeah. about this on Sunday, that a lot of people didn't like Jesus. For <laughs> one, he claimed to be he claimed to be God, right? You know, the Son of God, um, and he was a man, right? He was one hundred percent man, but he was also one hundred percent God, and so people didn't like that. But the other part that people didn't like about Jesus was that he was different, yeah. Um, you know, and they had a hard time with that, especially in this moment where Jesus says, "Look, the greatest commandment is to love God." as much as we can, but then there's also one that's just as vital and that's to love other people in the same way that we love ourselves. And whenever we, whenever we understand that, we begin to, um, we begin to know what the greatest is and what God's plan for our life is. First of all, to love him, but then to love others as we love ourselves. Right. So a big takeaway from that passage too. So we learned what the greatest commandment was, that the second one was equally important to it. But we also learned, like you said, according to Jesus, the most important thing about us is what we are for and not what we're against. With that being said, that being the case, why do we often focus more on what we are against rather than focusing on what we are for? Because you talked about God being a for God, not an against God. So if we're his followers, if we're called to imitate his son, Jesus, why do we often fall into this trap of focusing on what we're against rather than what we're for? Man, that that's a, that's a big loaded question. And as fast as we can unpack it, I think it goes all the way back to the beginning. Whenever God created Adam and Eve, he told them, hey, you can eat of every tree in this garden except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And his, you know, I believe his reasoning was for that was because their eyes, was op- their eyes were open. They understood what was good and what was bad. And mm-hmm. so it gave them this, um, it gave them their own conscience in which they could decide things that were good and things that were bad. And because we're born into sin now, um, our human nature is to run, run to the bad. It's to, it's to sin. Like that's that we're born into sin. That's, that's the enemy's plan for our life. And, and what happens is we become so focused on what not to do instead of what we're able to do as followers of Jesus, that our, our, our focus gets clouded. Well, I can't, I can't do this. Um, because if I'm a follower of Jesus, I can't go there or I can't do this or I can't hang out with those people. But the truth is like, if we understood that God wants us to live in freedom, then we would experience the greatest thing of all, which is, um, 
you know, a relationship with him that is following the plans that he, that he has for our life. So it ultimately comes down to just shifting our mind to understand yeah. that in every change moment, our way of thinking, right? Change our, change our way of thinking, understand that ultimately God is for you. And the plan that he has is the greatest plan that you could choose to follow in Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Yeah. And that plan, I mean, oftentimes we focus on not failing rather than succeeding. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when I played sports and I knew I was going up against a really good team, my focus was, I hope we don't lose <laughs> when my focus should have been, we're going to win. I right. hope we win. Absolutely. Um, that mindset that reflects what you just said, God's plan, the way God wants us to think and having the mind of Christ. Um, so when it comes to practical steps to take on, uh, to focus on what we're for and what we're against and not what we are against, uh, you gave us two really practical steps. The first one being memorize Matthew chapter 22 verses 37 through 39. That's three verses, but really, um, they're super, e- super easy to memorize. Yeah. Uh, it just goes back to Jesus saying that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second commandment is equally important. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And then the second one you talked about was simply to just pay attention to who you are for and also who you, who you are against. Um, Pastor Andrew, could you just give us a really simple example of, uh, or a practical way of how we can recognize and pay attention to uh, who am I for in life and who am I against, the people around me? Man, yeah. A practical step that I would take is just putting somewhere a reminder that can remind you to do this, to pay attention. And and put it in a place where shortly after seeing that reminder, you're going to encounter people. So for instance, an example would be putting it in your in your car on your dash so that whenever you pull up to your school campus and you're walking through your hallway immediately after you get out of your car, you begin to have that mindset of, okay, I'm going to walk through my hallways and I'm going to look for and see how what my nature is and who I'm for and who I'm against. And then throughout your conversations each day as you talk to your teachers, as you talk to your peers and, and other students, you know, determine in your mind, man, am I like deep down inside of me, am I actually sure we want to be for those people, right? Like God says to love all, but at the same time, like deep down inside of us, think through the process, okay, am I for this person or am I against this person? And whenever you become aware of that, it begins to change your perspective about people and about life in general. Um, and so that yeah. would be a huge first step I is put a reminder somewhere. And then as you're walking through your hallways, interacting with your teachers and friends, think deep down inside, am I for this person or am I against this person? Man, that's so good. Um, we don't have, we're not supposed to be for people's choices sometimes we're not supposed to be for their lifestyle sometimes we're supposed to be for them as followers of jesus because that's how god was towards us he wasn't for the the sin nature that we're responsible for inheriting because of what you touched on in the book of genesis God wasn't for our choices, our lifestyles, our habits, but he loved us anyway enough to send his son so that we could walk in freedom like you just hit on. And so the same applies for us as we imitate Jesus, as we act as his hands and feet. We don't have to be for the the wrongdoing 
of the people That's around right. us, but we're called to be for them. I love that, man. So just a, a, re, a quick recap before we conclude this session. The thought that came around in your message this past Sunday was simply, God is for you. He is not an against God, but he is a for God. And the greatest thing to God is that we love him as much as we can and that we love others the same way that we love ourselves. And that Jesus said the most important thing about who we are is what we're for and not what we're against. And simply, God is for us. Yeah, yeah, God is for us. And I believe if we can understand, first of all, that God is for you as an individual. Right. Um, and then you begin to walk in the mindset of not only is God just for me, but he's, he's for, for others. He's for others. Yeah. He's for, you know, my best friend. He's for the person that I would consider an enemy. Like yeah. he's, he's for, you know, the people that we say would be our haters. He's for yeah. them. He's for... He's for everyone. And so once we understand that, we begin to truly reflect, I think, the real image of Jesus because right. Jesus was for everyone. So, man, what a what a great uh, recap. And what Absolutely. A, what a great a time word. that we had um, for the greatest week one. We do want to let you guys know this week is the greatest week two. Oh, yeah. And, um, it's plaid night, right? It's plaid, plaid night, night. So you want to rep your plaid? Um, uh, I got be- plenty in my closet. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of plaid I can wear. <laughs> um, but we also want to remind you guys that because this Sunday is it's Kelsey Farms night oh, yeah, uh, with is. our families. Yeah, so what we're doing is we're actually moving our service up from 6 p.m. to 5 p.m. Ooh, all right. And so we'll be going from 5 to 6. So your parents or whoever drops you off or, or you'll, basically it'll give you time to get sure. from great students to go to Kelsey Farms with your family. Um, or whatever you need to do that night. So we'll be meeting from 5 to 6. We'll still have pre-service prayer that will be at 4.15, and then our pre-party will be at 4.30. It's going to be a great night. Like I said, it's the greatest week, too, and um, we're super excited for it. It is plaid night, so make sure you wear your plaid. Absolutely. Come repping. That's right. That's (laughs) right. So, hey, we want to thank you guys again for tuning in to our very first podcast these are going to come out weekly every week we'll we'll do some recaps talk about some announcements like we said earlier we'll have some special guests it's just it's just gonna be a fun time so absolutely um, man a huge shout out to you guys thanks for listening you can you can share this uh that would be awesome we would greatly appreciate that but um man what did you think andrew how did you think it went very first podcast man i loved it it was just it was super chill a lot of time i'm I'm a big podcast lover so the ones i listen to people often just seem like really professional and do it so well (laughs) and i'm like man we're just having a casual conversation about simply what was preached this past sunday and uh, making it relatable uh, to students and others who are listening man it was just like i'm excited to be a part of this and i know it's october uh so it's pastor appreciation month and i just want to let you know that <laughs> i appreciate you pastor andrew i'm thankful for the opportunity to be under your leadership and to get to serve with you every sunday night you made a huge impact in my life since i was a student and uh man i'm just so grateful uh thankful to be a part of an awesome team an awesome family at grace students uh, and I'm also super pumped and excited that I get to be a part of the 317 with Grace students. That's right. Well, thanks, and I really appreciate that. So, hey, you guys have a great day. And remember, like we say every single week, oh, yeah. once you're family, you're always family. You are always family.